Bestbookbits.com brings you the book summary of Sell Like Crazy, How to Get As Many Clients, Customers and Sales as You Can Possibly Handle by Sabri Subi. In what are some coin the most controversial marketing book of the decade, Sell Like Crazy reveals an eight-phase selling strategy for generating absurd amounts of leads, sales and profit for any business in any marketing with digital marketing. If you're tired and struggling to make online marketing work, sick of throwing money down the drain with PPC advertising, or just want to create a torrential downpour of hyper-profitable clients for your business, then this will be the most exciting, life-changing book you will ever read. Sabri Subi, founder of King Kong, Australia's fastest-growing digital agency two years running, is finally revealing the exact system he used to go from $50 to over $10 million in annual revenue and deployed in over 167 niches to create more than $400 million in sales for his clients in just four years flat. On with the summary. Why this information is vitally important now more than ever. The statistics are grim. 96% of all businesses fail within 10 years, with 80% failing within the first two years. But even the 4% that make it aren't necessarily successful or profitable. It just means they've survived. If this weren't enough, 95% of companies will never reach $1 million in annual sales. And out of these rare, 95% won't even make it to $5 million. And those, 98% won't get to $10 million. And very, very few go beyond $100 million. What if so few businesses grow and become profitable? I'll tell you. The difference is the dedication and drive of the company's leaders to sharpen and apply the skills that matter. And the number one skill is being able to produce revenue. Repeated, profitable sales are the lifeblood of your business. I'll say that again. Repeated, profitable sales are the lifeblood of your business. The oxygen. Without them, your business will die. You see, most businesses are started by the practitioner. That is, the artist trying to turn his or her art into a business. Think like a billionaire. If you want to become a billionaire, you need to think like a billionaire. To think like a self-made billionaire, you must first understand their choices in life and in business. Where do they derive their income from? What do they spend their time on? What tasks do they focus on? In short, what do they invest themselves in? I have obsessively studied the unique group of high achievers. I've found they invest only in assets that provide a positive return. They only invest in assets that provide a positive return. Many billionaires don't even use email or a mobile phone, and some go off the grid for weeks at a time. Because the truth is, the more successful you get, it's what you say no to that makes a difference. Meaning billionaires look at how they can take more off their plate and invest their time in activities that really move the needle. Invest your time into deep work that produces revenue. The biggest reasons why most businesses never lift off is because of an obsession with little chores. Little chores are things that keep you busy, but don't make you any money, or even worse, lose you money. Instead of working on important tasks, most business owners let the squeakiest wheel get the grease. They waste time on low-yielding tasks that earn them a minimum return, like constantly checking emails and activities they could delegate or outsource. Meanwhile, they forego the activities that produce the bulk of the revenue for their business, what I like to call highly leveraged activities. 
You're likely so busy working in your business in a reactive state that you never get time to work on your business and you're making a fatal mistake. A widely successful business is a business where customers chase you and not the other way around. Predictability and consistency generate new leads, clients, and revenue. You speak only to highly qualified prospects you can actually help. You have an automated lead generation system that delivers new customers on demand with minimal human effort. You focus only on the highly leveraged activities that produce revenue. So here's the bottom line. Being busy is not the same as being productive. Our lives are full of distractions, and it's hard to stay focused when your world consists of hundreds of tiny tasks and millions of voices screaming for your attention. As a founder of a business that you're looking to scale, your focus needs to move from doing the everyday work to producing revenue for your business and steering the ship. The money in business isn't in your product or service, it's in the selling of your product or service. You're a marketer. The fate of your business lies not in having the best product or service, but in your ability to market your products or services. The market doesn't pay you to have the best products or service. It rewards you for solving problems. A transaction takes place where in the mind of the consumer, the value of the solution you're selling outweighs the price you're asking. In other words, you'll be compensated on the basis of how you market and build value around your solution to the pains and desires of your customers. The bigger the problem you solve, the more you'll be compensated. Your focus should be on the immediately understanding your market and your prospect's deepest desires, pains, fears, hopes, and dreams. You need to know them better than any of your competitors and then craft marketing messages that effectively communicate how you can solve these problems. I refer to these highly leveraged activities as to 4% of activities that move the money needle. In reality, 20% of the activities bring in 80% of the company's revenue. The 4% rule for moving the money needle. The Pareto Principle. He first discovered this rule when he found that 80% of a nation's wealth was controlled by 20% of the population. As he studied this phenomenon more deeply, he found a disproportionate relationship between cause and effect in other areas of life including real estate, growing crops, and all sorts of things. 20% of the input creates 80% of the result. 20% of workers produce 80% of the result. 20% of customers create 80% of the revenue. 20% of the roads cause 80% of the crashes, and on and on. His 80-20 rule to hold true for almost all areas of business, including popularity of products, sources of incoming leads, customer service problems, reasons customers buy, and activities in your business that produce revenue. And while you might have heard about the 80-20 rule, most people never truly apply it to their business, let alone other areas of their life. All business activities, checking emails, writing copy, speaking with clients, having meetings, creating Facebook ads, checking stats, creating systems and processes, coming up with offers and promotions, training slash onboarding staff, creating sales funnels, sending emails, shooting videos, recruiting, running errands, making webinars, creating proposals, scheming and plotting, setting up systems, looking at analytics and public relations slash interviews. 
The 80-20 rule demonstrates you can and should disregard 80% of your business activities. They should either be delegated or outsourced so you can focus on the top 20% that produce revenue. To put it more simply, 4% of your activities create 64% of the revenue in your business. In my business, after cutting out 96% of my activities that produce little or no revenue, this is what the top 4% revenue producing activities look like. Revenue producing activities, writing sales copy, coming up with offers and promotions, creating sales funnels, shooting videos, doing webinars, scheming, and plotting. Because these 4% of activities literally bring in 64% of all the revenue for my business, I hired an operations manager and other team leaders to do all the other things that don't move the money needle. So what are your top 4% revenue producing activities? Are they creating new offers, motivating sales staff, increasing lifetime customer value, whatever it is, you need to figure it out. And once you've put together a list of these vitally important revenue producing activities, it's time to get to work and start automating and creating systems for just about everything else. You shouldn't invest your time in boring, low-value tasks because every minute you spend on low-value tasks or putting out fires is time taken away from the areas of your business that have the most leverage and the largest potential to make you money. The very first step is to figure out how much you're earning per hour right now. Value of your current time. I work X per hours per week and I make X per week. So to work this out, divide your hours you work per week by the money you make and you'll get your hourly rate. So for example, if you work 40 hours a week and make $1,600, you make $40 per hour. Once you've figured out how much your hourly rate is, you don't want to complete any tasks that you could hire someone to do for a lesser rate. Let's say you make $3,000 per week and work 40 hours, resulting in your hourly rate being $75 per hour. You can hire a cook or cleaner for $20 per hour to free up more of your time to work on your business. You do it immediately because it's not costing you $20 per hour to clean your house or to have your meals cooked. It's saving you $55 per hour. That's right. If you were to do those tasks yourself, you'd be actually losing $55 per hour, if not a lot more. This is because if you clean your house for an hour, you're not able to earn your rate of $75 per hour. You're essentially hiring yourself at $20 per hour when you could hire yourself at $75 per hour. Only 4% of your activities each day drive your business forward and move the money needle. The other 96% of things still have to get done, but they shouldn't get done by you. Action points. Download the King's Audit Worksheet at www.resources.sellitecrazy.co. Make a list of all your business activities, conduct an 80-20 analysis of these activities, and create an action plan to help you delegate, automate, or outsource the 80% of your activities that don't produce revenue or move your business forward. Then take it one step further and invest your time only in the 4% of activities that bring in the most revenue. How to sell like crazy. As the owner, your number one responsibility is to sell. Selling is not something you do on the side. It's not something you can outsource or completely delegate. It's the single most important job of any business and consequently 
any founder or owner. If you have a marketing and sales machine that predictably brings in hordes of new customers every day like clockwork, owning a business can be phenomenal. Solve the number one problem business owners face. How do I get more customers and therefore more revenue? As a business owner, selling should be your number one priority and you must act accordingly. This means spending the bulk of your time on marketing and sales related activities, or as I like to call them, revenue producing activities. This doesn't mean you have to be the one on the phone actually doing the selling yourself, nor does it mean you must write every piece of sales copy on your website. However, you must be very much involved in every step of the sales and marketing process, so you understand the problems immediately and can identify the opportunities. To be a truly effective entrepreneur, you must become your business's number one expert at selling. The ratio of time, effort, and money spent on selling as opposed to other aspects of the business should be 80-20, with 80% of it going toward revenue-producing activities and only 20% towards all the other management activities in your business. Or if you have a team in place, you should apply the 80-20 analysis again and only focus on your 4% of activities that move the money needle. You see, there are five major functions of a business. Product development, customer service, accounting, operations, and marketing. The one function that should always be given top priority in any business is marketing. The other functions are clearly vital to a well-functioning business, yet without marketing, you will have no sales, and without sales, you will not have cash flow, and without cash flow, your business will die from lack of cash, which is oxygen to any business. Without it, you will not be able to pay for all the other functions, and you will go out of business very quickly. Sales trumps all. I believe this to be the number one rule in business. Sales trumps all. Sales are the tip of the spear, and everything else stems from this point. If your business has been flooded with profitable sales, there is really no problem you can't solve with the right amount of money. No one you can't hire. No system you can't implement. Single parent mother work ethic. Nothing in life comes without hard work. Nothing is given to you. You don't get what you deserve. You get what you push, shove, scratch, and work your ass off for. Having a strong work ethic is the number one determining factor for success. Having a strong work ethic is the number one determining factor for success. Your work ethic is the only thing you can control in life. And if you strengthen it, stretch it to its limit, and forge an unrivaled work ethic that burns inside of you, you will win. Put in the work every day. Do something you don't want to do first thing in the morning. Challenge yourself to be uncomfortable and push past the mediocre, the laziness, and the fear. Forge your work ethic and exercise it like a muscle. Strengthen it, build it, be relentless in your approach towards success. No marketing hack, sales funnel, or software can make you successful if you're not going to do the work. Don't wait for someone to make it happen for you. It's on you. Discipline, structure, rules, rituals, and planning. These are the frameworks for success, yet these are not attractive things in today's world of instant gratification. The average person reaches for the latest hack or loophole to attaining success with the least amount of work possible. However, that is a fool's errand and will leave you broke. Light a fire inside yourself so big and so ablaze that no one can deny you. The thing that is within your control 
is how hard you work. In anything you do, to work hard takes no special talent, luck, or exceptional resources. You simply just have to be willing to put in the work and do it. There are no excuses, it's no one else's fault, it's all on you. You must be completely focused on taking full ownership and responsibility for every bit of success and every bit of failure that comes your way. Kill the little bitch inside. You want to make your why so big that your how becomes easy. Fall in love with the work itself, not just the result. Learn to enjoy the excruciating pain you must endure to be successful. Success isn't just talent. Talent will help you get started, but it won't get you to the promised land. You have to create a work ethic that ensures you become successful. Hard work and effort will beat talent 99% of the time. Hard work and effort will beat talent 99% of the time. Put in the work to ensure your success. Don't look for shortcuts and don't make excuses. You have to work hard to get results. Invest your time in the 4% of that drives cash flow. Love the work itself, but set goals and demand results from yourself. Plan for progress and achieve it. The half a million dollar learning curve. Success doesn't come easy, and it's rare that anyone manages to make their dream a reality without others opening and holding the door for them from time to time. If you've done well, it's your obligation to spend a good portion of your time sending the elevator back down. There are many problems that can occur as a business grows, but there is only one that's deadly, and that's the inability to bring in new customers in high enough volumes with high enough profit margins. Sales are the lifeblood of your business. Salesmanship multiplied, the most lethal skill in business. The more the call focused on solving their problem, the more sales I made. The graduation. I transitioned from selling one-to-one to to selling one-to-many. I applied my master salesmanship skills to print, audio, video, and other assets. I could leverage to multiply those salesmanship skills. And instead of personally making 300 calls per day, I wrote ads that could call on 300,000 people per day. The ability to write ads and marketing messages that sell is by far the most lethal money-making skill you could ever hope to acquire. If you master this skill, you should never again have to worry about money. The ability to write a sales message that brings in new customers on a profitable basis, consistently and predictably, is the rarest skill on earth. And if you can do it, I mean really do it, you can virtually write your own ticket. The bottom line is, no matter what business you're in, and no matter what you're selling, your pursuit for wealth and success will always and forever be served by your ability to craft a killer sales pitch. You can make great money selling one-to-one, but there's a limit. As we know, there are only so many hours in a day, only so many calls you can make, only so many doors you can knock, and if you limit yourself to one-on-one selling, you'll never really make big money. To truly make big money, you've got to use an automated selling system to get your sales message in front of huge numbers of people all at the same time, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. I look at my sales message as being my salesman soldier. I look at Google ads, Facebook ads, and radio and YouTube ads as delivery vehicles I use to deploy the salesman soldier and deliver my message automatically without me having to exert more effort the more times I deliver it. 
The reality is that technology of delivering the sales pitch will be forever changing. Newspapers, direct mail, TV, the internet, Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, the list will go on in perpetuity. You can always hire people to deliver the work, set up the technology, do your company accounts and tax returns. But the guys who know how to craft a killer sales pitch that forces people to whip out their wallet and throw money at you will always be rare, incredibly valued, outrageously well paid and sitting in the driver's seat of their abundant future. Good advertising is simply a sales pitch, or better put, salesmanship multiplied. Your advertisement and sales message should act like an army of tiny salesman soldiers and they should go forth regardless of the delivery medium and deliver a concert pitch. The biggest misconception. When it comes to growing sales, businesses generally have one or more of the following challenges to overcome. Small list. Your list may be small or even non-existent, meaning you don't have a large enough database of prospects or previous clients you can call upon to generate tens of thousands of dollars on demand. Low traffic, meaning you're simply not getting enough people to your website, store, or landing page. Low conversions, if you're getting enough traffic, but you aren't seeing as many leads and sales as you want, then you have a conversion problem, meaning what you're offering simply isn't compelling your prospects to buy. Google and Facebook, they account for more than 90% of traffic online. Get this, on Google, people make 3.5 billion searches per day. As for Facebook, there are over 16 million active users in Australia alone. You can have a Google Ads account set up and running in under 30 minutes, giving you access to literally millions or billions of people within hours. Or you could set up a Facebook ad campaign in a couple of hours and have access to 1.8 million Aussies who log on every day. The truth is this, They don't have a traffic problem. They have a conversion problem. The real issue is converting that traffic into actual sales using a system based on unit economics that makes buying traffic profitable and self-liquidating. You need an automated lead generation and client conversion system that turns advertising into profit. You need a system you can put a dollar in which generates two, five, 10 or $50 or even $200 back. You see, The most dependable and predictable way to grow sales and generate wealth is to turn advertising into profit. And if you can't pay money to acquire a new customer, then you don't have a business. Let me say that again. If you can't pay money to acquire a new customer, you don't have a business. If you're solely relying on free traffic, referrals, joint ventures, or other channels like these, then you don't have a predictable and dependable way to grow your business. Generating the return on investment from paid advertising is like pulling a lever and having cash drop into your account. It's predictable, repeatable, and scalable. A wise investment than saving stocks or real estate. Instead of relying on luck to deliver your customers and cash injections when you need them, you must do what billionaires do, invest in assets and get returns on those assets. Look at how much return some of the most prolific billionaire investors in the world are getting from their assets. Carl Icahn, 31% annual returns. Warren Buffett, 20% annual returns. George Soros, 20% annual returns. And Peter Lynch, 29% annual returns. Clearly, 
these giants of investing are not relying on referrals to average a 20% annual rate of return or more. They are putting in $1 and getting $1.20 or $1.30 back on a predictable billion dollar scale. Investing in your business, more specifically your advertising, smashes these woeful returns on investment such as shares, real estate and savings accounts. Look at this advertising expenditure for one of my client's Facebook accounts. $4,403 was spent for a return of $17,850. That's $13,500 in profit in just two days. That's a return of investment of 305%. Even if you consider product cost 30 to 40% of this business, it's still making an unbelievable return from its advertising investment. They put a dollar and got $4.05 back, or more specifically, in their case, put in $4,500 and got $17,500 back. Investing in advertising that attracts high-value prospects and then converts that traffic into bona fide sales and clients is the smartest, most lucrative investment you'll ever make. And those were just examples of Facebook ads. That's not taking into account SEO, Google ads, remarketing, or any other traffic channels we employ for our clients to multiply money. Advertising is an investment that makes more money than anything else, period. Phase one, understand and identify your dream buyer. Most online marketing information you've learned is dead wrong. The larger market formula. One of the secrets of skyrocketing sales is by applying to a larger market. The large market formula breaks down the entire audience of buyers into any market into four key categories. Down the bottom, you will see 60% are not problem aware, 20% are problem aware, 17% are information gathering mode, and only 3% are buying now. In any given market at any given time, 3% of people are in buying mode. The problem is your competitors are going hard after that top 3%. If you split up that 3% of your easy customers between you and your competitors, you're never going to make much money. The real money is in the 37% of people who are saying, I'm kind of thirsty, what should I drink? They are either gathering information, 17%, or problem aware, 20%. Or how about those who don't even know they're thirsty to begin with? Because this market is a whopping 60% of all people. Once you understand the larger market formula, you can use it to swoop up the majority of the market that's being ignored and transition them into loyal customers who continually drive sales into your business. The goal is to move the 97% of potential customers up the pyramid faster. Because believe it or not, even disinterested prospects can turn into lucrative customers if you know how to approach them. The problem is that most people treat every lead like the 3% who are ready to buy now. They have no system in place to capture and nurture the other 97%. How to take customers from just looking to shut up and take my money. To reach the 97% who aren't ready to buy now, but could be very soon, you have to educate them. When a prospect isn't informed or knowledgeable on the subject, they're in a state of uncertainty and people don't buy in this state. But the more they know, the more likely they are to buy. The bonus here is, if you were the one educating them, you're also making sure that when they hit the buy now stage, they'll be more likely to buy from you. To do this, your message must be powerful, insightful, 
and education-based, and not simply a promotional piece about your company. They start pursuing you or calling you to inquire about your products and services. It's a game changer, and it's hands down the best way to attract business online. The key is to install a system that attracts, educates, nurtures, gets prospects to act. When you have a system that takes cold traffic from Google, Facebook, or any other channel and warms it up, you're only talking to interested prospects, not time wasters. Your systems, not you, are doing the grunt of the work in educating prospects, following them up, and delivering content that educates. And when they reach out to you, you'll know they're predisposed, pre-qualified, ready, willing, and able to do business with you. They're virtually 99% ready to buy. Here's what you need to know. Educate your prospects so they know more about the process of solving their problem, and they're empowered to make a better buying decision. Do this using a high-value content offer, i.e. free reports, videos, cheat sheets, or other value-based materials. Take your best sales pitch or frequently asked questions and turn them into assets that nurture prospects on autopilot. At the same time as giving them information, you'll also be moving them up the pyramid. Position your solutions as the obvious choice. Make them an irresistible offer using the Godfather strategy, which we'll touch on later, which is an offer they can't refuse. If you can actively and skillfully move people up the pyramid, you can shift many of the 97% of prospects from not buying right now or not even thinking about it to becoming your customers right away. The best part about this is that you get to reach your dream customers before they even know they're ready to buy, thus reaching them well before your competitors had the chance. The best way to do this is through what's called a sales funnel. This technique shifts a prospect up each stage of the pyramid over a period of time. In simple terms, a sales funnel is a controlled path an online user takes to become a website visitor, then a prospect, and finally a customer. It's a way to convert prospects from uninterested, confused wanderers into your best customers. The Halo Strategy, know your customer. You must know your customer intimately. When it comes to acquiring new customers, the most basic starting point is understanding who they are. When you understand this, you can tailor your marketing message directly to your audience. For your message to stand out from the crowd and really win customers, you must go deeper, much deeper. You need to uncover your customer's deepest and most primal desires. You must delve into their fears, hopes, wishes, and dreams. This is the stuff they're thinking but don't tell anyone. Enter the conversation already taking place in the customer's mind. The top 20% of the top 20% of your customers, or the top 4% overall, represent 64% of your sales, calculated as 80% times 80%, meaning you can laser in on the 4% of your customers who contribute to 64% of your business revenues, and importantly, find more customers like them. Your power 4%. I call these customers your power 4%. Why? Because they have the power to make you filthy rich. You need to read your prospect's mind. You must be obsessed with their passions, dreams, fears, and desires. Getting to know all this critical detail is what we call the halo strategy. Answer the public.com. The next best thing to actually read in your customer's mind is answer the public.com. 
This tool is the number one best kept secrets in the sales and marketing industry, and it will give you an invaluable insight into what your customers are thinking. Other great places to look are Facebook groups and pages around your market and niche. These are gold mines for valuable information. Another incredible source for the market intel is to look at threads on Reddit and question platforms website Quora. These are walking into a golden palace of customer insight and eavesdropping on thousands of conversations that are taking place behind closed doors about your market. After you've used this Halo strategy, it's now time to use the marketing intel and research you've gathered to create your dream buyer avatar. Creating your dream buyer avatar. Looking at the image, you'll see what are their hopes, dreams, and desires. What does a day in your dream buyer's life look like? What is their preferred form of communication? And where do they hang out and congregate? The purpose of going after a dream buyer is to focus your message and marketing budget on whichever market is most likely to buy your products, as well as these prospects who want to be your dream customers. Focusing on your dream buyer brings clarity to your marketing message, and your copy becomes sharp and hard like the tip of a spear that cuts through the noise in your marketplace, which ultimately leads to a more profitable business. Advertising channels change, landing page builder software changes, algorithms change, tactics change, but the fundamentals of learning what people want, understanding exactly where you can help them, and then telling the right people about it in the most persuasive way are timeless strategies that have worked hundreds of years ago and will work 1,000 years from now. Nine questions to define your dream buyer. Number one, where does your dream buyer hang out and congregate? Number two, where does your dream buyer get their information? Number three, what are their biggest frustrations and challenges? Four, what are their hopes, dreams, and desires? Five, what are their biggest fears? Six, what is their preferred form of communication? Seven, what phrases, exact language, and vernacular do they use? Number eight, what does a day in your dream buyer's life look like? And nine, what makes them happy? The end result, after answering all these questions, write a paragraph summarizing your findings. Defining your target market is one of the hardest parts of starting a business. The good news is that once you do it, everything else will quickly start falling into place. You just have to figure out which medium to use to effectively reach them and which marketing strategies they respond to. Action points. Identify the 20% of customers who account for 80% of your sales volume and profits and your power 4% of customers. Using the Halo strategy, identify what they struggle with, organize your findings and create your dream buyer customer. Phase number two, create your perfect bait for your dream buyer. High value content offer, and it draws leads to you like moths to a flame. High value content offers come in multiple forms, free reports, eBooks, videos, cheat sheets. But the goal is always the same, to offer your prospect incredible value, typically in the form of a solution to a problem they're struggling with, without asking them to purchase anything in return. In return for all the value you're providing, all you ask for is their name and email address. Value-based marketing. Built on the simplest premise of giving before asking, value-based marketing is about offering value to your customers without asking for a sale in return. Most people get this wrong and immediately try to sell 
to the 97%, but the fact is, fast selling doesn't work with cold traffic. Repeat, fast selling doesn't work with cold traffic. These people have no idea who you are. It's like asking someone to marry you on a first date. Remember this rule, the temperature of your marketing message must match the temperature of your traffic. Only marketing morons believe that no one reads long-form copy. Long-form copy will beat short-form copy every single time. You might be saying, but who reads all the text? The buyers are the ones who read it. They're the ones who have all the burning questions, the ones who are looking for answers. The people who aren't going to read your copy aren't going to buy in any case. The job of an ad is not to sell, but to create intrigue and get prospects to raise their hand and say, I'm interested. High value content offer rule number one, create an attention grabbing headline. Rule number two, make sure every point touches a burning issue. And rule number three, keep it simple. Identify your dream buyer's single most pervasive and persistent hair on fire problem, and then offer them the single most valuable and immediate solution. Headline essential number one, you need a headline that grabs them and practically forces them to read your material. On average, five times as many people read the headline as read the body copy. When you've written your headline, you've spent 80 cents out of the dollar. David Ogilvy. Headline essentials number two, numbers. Headline essential number three, create irresistible intrigued. And headline essential number four, show them what's in it for them. Phase three, capture leads and get contact details. This is where I see 99% of businesses getting it wrong. They approach their prospects like an army would attack a walled city with a full frontal assault. They send traffic straight to a landing page or even worse, their homepage and attempt to go straight for the sale and pray they'll make a profit. You need to create a killer opt-in page. Looking at the image, you can see a headline that grabs your readers by the throat, a subheading that restates your offer, ultra compelling fascination bullet points, basic form for people to enter their name and email to access the content, and a visual representation of what they are getting. Phase number four, the Godfather strategy. This is the Godfather strategy. Make your prospects an offer they can't refuse. Simple, isn't it? An offer consists of two things. What your prospects want when they respond to your marketing. What they have to do to get it. Sell what people want to buy. Repeat, sell what people want to buy. Create your offer. Your offer is the tip of a spear of your sales message. It really is the offer that makes the heartbeat and blood pump in your marketing. Claude Hopkins said, make your offer so great that only a lunatic would refuse to buy. The seven parts of your godfather offer. A godfather offer is compromised of seven major components that make its brilliance come to life. Number one, rationale. Two, build value. Three, pricing. Four, payment options. Five, premiums. Six, power guarantee. And seven, scarcity. Appreciate and overcome objections. Seven steps to creating a power guarantee. One, study the competition. Two, laser in on your strengths. Three, be specific. Four, choose a payback. Five, test, measure, and refine. Six, put it front and center. Seven, give your guarantee a name. Action points. 
you create a feature list, you create a benefits list, you reduce your offer to write in. You offer a power guarantee. Putting together your landing page, looking at the image, you can see at the top you have high value offer introduction, you have supporting content, and then supporting more supporting content, and then at the end, you have collect information. If you're a coach, consultant, freelancer, or run a professional services business, and your goal is to generate leads, your godfather offer should be about making an offer for a free 30 to 45 or 60 minute phone consultation, analysis strategy session, or roadmap. Cyber Subi's 17 step secret selling system. Number one, call out to your audience. Two, demand their attention. Three, back up your big promise. Four, create irresistible intrigue. Five, shine a floodlight on the problem. Six, provide the solution. Seven, show your credentials. And eight, detail the benefits. Nine, social proof. Ten, make your godfather offer. Eleven is add bonuses. Then stack the value. Reveal your price. Inject scarcity. Give a powerful guarantee. Call to action, CTA, and last, close with a PS that includes a warning and a reminder. Phase 5, Traffic. The critical importance of unit economics. Here are some examples of unit economics that are critical for you to understand. Cost per lead, also known as CPL. You can calculate your CPL by dividing the cost of your advertising by the number of leads received for a particular campaign or marketing activity. Cost per acquisition, CPA. This is what it costs you in advertising to acquire a new customer. In any business, this is the most important metric to understand. It's the only way to understand if the marketing you're doing is profitable. Lifetime value, LTV. This is the projected net profit that a customer will generate during his or her life as a customer of your business. Know how much you make from a customer and you'll know how much you can spend to get one. A business should never rely on one single source of traffic for new business. Assuming your goal is to scale your business, keep adding as many channels as possible, stacking one on top of the other. SEO, Google Ads, Facebook Ads, YouTube Ads, and retargeting. Looking at the image, you can see keep adding as many channels as you can to increase your sales. You can see the spread of advertising budget through SEO, Google Ads, Facebook, YouTube, and retargeting. Keep in mind that while many businesses, including marketing agencies, often think they just need more traffic, in reality, what you need is an offer that converts traffic profitably. Make sure your message matches the temperature of your audience. Again, looking at the three types of traffic. Down below, you can see you have cold traffic, which is not aware, but good candidate. You can find these people on Google, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. The second stage is awareness stage, not searching, but open to buy. Again, you can find these people on the same channels such as Google, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And then up the top, you have the buy mode, searching in hunt mode for a solution. You can find these people on Google with long form SEO. The first type at the tip of the pyramid is in buy mode. These guys are on Google, actively searching. They know they have a problem. They're looking for a solution in the products and services you provide. The second group of prospects are in the awareness stage. They're not actively searching, but they're aware they do have a problem and they're open to buying. A cold prospect isn't searching and doesn't even know they have a problem or need, but they are still a good candidate for the products and services you sell. 
This represents the largest segment of your market and of any market out there. They're the 60% of prospects sitting at the base of the larger market formula pyramid. Cold. <laughs> Tinder traffic. Tinder traffic, as I like to call cold traffic, consists of people who have no idea who you are. Warm. Second date traffic. They've met you, they know you, but they're certainly not sold on you. And hot. Netflix and chill traffic. Netflix and chill traffic, hot traffic, are the audience equivalent of a long-term relationship. How to take your prospects from Tinder to Netflix and chill. Marketing is much like dating. There are a series of steps and events that must take place in order for a relationship to develop and get more serious. Most businesses are out there asking people to marry them on the first date, or even worse, at first sight. Most businesses are out there screaming at prospects to buy straight out of the gate. Whether you're advertising on Google, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, the very first step in the process of taking disinterested wanderers into turning them into the most valuable dream clients is getting eyeballs on your ads. It's getting eyeballs on your ads. You are here, which is the ad. You want to take them to the opt-in page, then the landing page, then through to the sales mechanism, and then on to buy. The job of an ad is to sell the click. The job of an ad is just to sell the click. The job of an opt-in page is to sell the opt-in. The job of a landing page is to sell the next step, and the job of the sales mechanism is to make a sale. Eugene Swartz, one of the greatest advertising minds to have ever lived, he said, this is the copywriter's task not to create mass desire, but to channel and direct it. Anatomy of a high converting Facebook ad. You have the intro image, you have the ad image, the link headline, the link description, the call to action button, and last, the display URL. Phase number six, the magic lantern technique. Having a look again at the larger market formula, you can see down the bottom you have 60% not problem aware, 20% problem aware, 17% information gathering mode, and 3% is buy now. The biggest profit opportunity online lies in the 97% of prospects who aren't in buy now mode. They are the biggest market, and marketing to them can give you a huge advantage over your competitors. You just need to know how to treat them. They might be right on the edge of buying, but just need a little something more. Phase number seven, sales conversion. The job of the sales mechanism is to make a sale. Whether you're delivering a sales pitch over the phone, face-to-face, -face, at a seminar, or through a webinar, everything leading up to this point has brought you here, and now it's time to close the deal. I just want to take a moment to pause the summary quickly to say thank you for watching and listening to the summary. We've currently uploaded more than 700 free video and audio written book summaries at Best Book Bits. We'd love for you to become a fan of us at bestbookbits.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, click the notification bell and like, and follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast. You can also help keep Best Book Bits financially alive by checking out our products and services out in the links and show notes below, such as physical books, downloadable PDFs, subscribe subscribing to our email newsletter, consuming our courses, and joining our Inner Circle coaching program. Thanks again for being a fan, and on with the summary, sell like crazy. If you're selling a service, the best way to close the sale is to have a free 30 to 45 or 60 minute zero pressure, very helpful sales conversation. This conversation can close 80% or better 
depending on your own individual results. Sell like a doctor. I found that 90% of salespeople get it wrong. They basically vomit every feature and benefit of their service during their sales presentation in the hope that something hits a nerve that will make the prospect buy. This is the equivalent of having an appointment with a doctor where they poke all over your body parts while asking, does that hurt or how about here? Instead, a good doctor begins by asking, where is the pain? Remember that in the medical profession, a prescription without a diagnosis is malpractice. Repeat, a prescription without a diagnosis is malpractice, and it's the same in sales. Selling is about taking your prospects from a least desirable before state to a more desirable after state, and if what you're selling doesn't deliver your prospect to their ultimate desired outcome, then to put it simply, don't sell to them. Think about when you walk into a doctor's office. A good doctor will have all or his attention on giving an absolutely spot-on diagnosis. That's what makes a good doctor and what makes a good salesperson. You have all the attention on the diagnosis, not the prescription. Everyone's favorite person is themselves. Remember, no one likes to be sold, but everyone likes to buy. And the last phase is phase number eight, automate and multiply. Email outperforms every other marketing channel, period. And one of the biggest mistakes I see businesses make is not building an email list from day one. Email is the bedrock of my business today. It's by far the number one source of revenue. According to the Direct Marketing Association, the DMA, for every dollar marketers spend on email, the average ROI is $44. Having a look at the image, you can see email marketing $44 for every dollar, SEO is $22, internet ads is $20, keywords is $17, mobile marketing $10, catalog $7, and banner ads $2. It's a huge risk to build a business on a platform owned by somebody else. When it comes to email, there really are only three things that matter. Get it delivered, get it opened, and get it clicked. Remember, small hinges swing big doors. More delivered equals more opened equals more clicked equals more see your offer. And that's wrapping the book summary of Sell Like Crazy. Hope you liked this, got a lot out of it. A long 50-minute summary. Comment, tell me what you think. And if you want this summary via PDF, click the link below to access this. And if you want to become a contributor to Best Book Bits, become part of the channel and community, help read books, create summaries, and do audio recordings just like this, shoot me through an email at info at bestbookbits.com or slide into my DMs on Instagram at bestbookbits. You can also join our free book club, which we have on Facebook. And if you want me to do a book summary, comment, DM me, or email me. Thanks for watching and listening. Hope you got something from this. Go out there, have an amazing day, and sell like crazy.